Thanks for listening to Boundary Talk. We aim to bring you a roundup of the latest cricket action in less than 10 minutes, and all before your morning commute. Before the time stops ticking, let's get going. All right, George, the timer has been set. Welcome back to Boundary Talk. And the fourth test of the Ashes series has begun. It's been a fascinating day's cricket. Australia put into bat and finished the day on 299 for eight, which seems like a good score, but the pitch may be lenient to batting, I believe. Uh, maybe the conditions were slightly more difficult, but not a huge amount of swing today. England bowled fantastically well, I think, for, for large portions of the day. And Australia, while a lot of batsmen got good starts, none of them pushed on to reach high scores. George, what's your analysis of the day? Yeah, um, I think a really good day's test match cricket. Very even uh, contest with the bat and ball at points that looked like Australia were getting on top, especially that Labuschagne and Smith partnership. Thankfully, that that, that that didn't go on for too much longer. A um, couple of key wickets at the end of the day, obviously Kerry, Kerry getting out and uh, Wokes having a huge impact in this game as well as the last game so yeah uh overall thoughts really good days test cricket um i'm not sure how many more days we're going to get at old trafford with the weather forecast as it is forecast but fingers crossed yeah it is looking like it's going to be a difficult difficult weekend to get much play in just looking at the weather forecast at the moment but you never know with british weather so fingers crossed that we will get at least four good days of test cricket, which hopefully will see a result as England need to win. Australia obviously just need a draw and they will have retained the Ashes. Let's talk about Stuart Broad. Obviously got his 600 test cricket wickets. A fantastic, fantastic... Well, the Travis Head ball wasn't that great, to be honest. Travis Head just pulled it and he got caught on the boundary. But a massive achievement. And, I mean, one of England's all-time greats. Yeah, he was... He was. He seemed a bit stiff. His legs seemed a bit stiff after his after his day's play today. I'm not surprised after uh, being thirty. Was he thirty seven? I think he is. But no, Kieran. He's been he's been a stalwart for England's bowling attack for I think since two thousand and seven. Really, when he first made his um, Test match debut. I mean, there's been times in his career where he's kind of may, maybe a bit more more early on, kind of um, early twenty tens where. There was quite there was talks about maybe should he should he even be in the side, but when it comes to big moments and big games, um, especially when it comes to the Ashes, he he stands up. I mean, he's the I think he's the leading wicket taker in the series so far, and there's been countless numbers of spells not only in this series but in previous Ashes series, uh, where he stood up for his team and got England over the line and produced man of the match performances. Um, but yeah. Thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. Um, I'm not. I, I mean, the way he's going, he may be around for a few more years. But at 37, we never know. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic achievement. Again, bowled really well today. Uh, so well done to him. Yeah, he's got the the most wickets ever in an Ashes series, like built up over time uh, for England. Anyway, I'm not sure about how many Australia have got. Probably, I imagine there's a few with a bit more than they've got, but. A fantastic bowler, bandana broad, has really revitalised him. <laughs> and he really he knows how to get the crowd going. And that's exactly what you need on home turf, especially when England were 2-0 down in the series. I mean, he's he's always been there willing them on and a fantastic achievement. But let's talk about the other senior bowler in England's attack. Brought, brought back in for this test. I know you wanted him back in the side, George. He's bowled well today, but without looking dangerous, I think. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, obviously, I'm sure if we had Caleb or someone else on there, he maybe they'd be probably be calling for him to call it a day. But I think he's got, he's been a little bit unlucky. You're looking at his pace, and it's kind of where it's been for the last four or five years. There's no real. It's not like he's dropping down below um below eighty too often. Kind of that eighty two, eighty four, eighty five miles an hour when he's really going for it. But yeah, I think obviously at forty it's ideal that he does need a rest in in between uh test matches um even though it's the ashes um but unfortunately for his sake probably the most seamer friendly conditions this series uh, was at headingley and unfortunately he was rested for that um but it is what it is i be, i i don't know i i i i think i still think it was the right decision there's not going to it was either him or tongue really um and when when you're comparing a guy who's got what six eighty wickets compared to a guy who's only got five test match wickets, even though Jimmy Anderson is forty and hasn't had the best series, I know who I'd still rather pick. Yeah, Jimmy's on six eight eight. Do you think he's gonna make it to seven hundred before he retires? He needs to get. I a few. I hope he does, Kieran. I hope he does, but with well, possibly half a test match and well one innings possibly maybe and then obviously got the last test match at the oval listen he could do it um i'm, I'm kind of pre i'm kind of presuming he's going to retire i've got i've i have got a sneaky feeling it, he may call it a day because our next test matches is in india in 2024 the winter of 2024 i whether he'll be there on um for that i don't know um but yeah, I don't, I don't think I should be kind of preempting his retirement so soon. Hopefully he gets there. He 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 certainly deserves it. I mean, he's he's certainly been, throughout his career, he's been England's best seamer that I've ever seen. That's for certain. And hopefully he just gets a bit bit extra luck uh, if if uh, Australia do back for a second innings, weather depending, and hopefully in the final test match. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope he does too. I'm not sure if he's... If the reality of it, 12 wickets with a maybe, I think, one innings, I'm not sure he's going to get into the side for the last for the last test. Unless he, he pulls off miracles in the second innings. You never know with Jimmy. He is capable. He is obviously one of the best bowlers of all time, and you never know when he's going to produce something special. But let's talk about England's best bowler today, by far, in my opinion. Chris Wokes brought, brought into the side in the last test match at Headingley and was, apart from Mark Woods, the difference maker. And same again today, fantastic bowling. Got got Warner, uh, got Mitchell Marsh, got Cameron Green, and got Alex Carey. I mean, that bowling spell at the end of at the end of today's play was just brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, he's he's Mr. Consistent when it comes to especially English conditions. Overseas, not so much, but he's he's he rarely underperforms at home. I mean, He's kind of it's the last test match. He's kind of gone under the radar. I think he picked up six wickets in the match, and only obviously Mark Woods kind of came away with the highlights, bowling at ninety-five miles an hour, hitting some crazy sixes and stuff like that. But Wokes was certainly up there with being in contention with the man in the match, and he's and he's carried it on to this game. He's been really, he's like Woods. He's been really key to kind of shifting the momentum for England back into our favour, and long may it continue. Yeah, I think he has a, he has made a big difference today. Fant fantastic bowling from Chris Wokes. I think, as you mentioned, he is a Mr. Consistent, especially in English conditions. And he's just line and length, line and length, and eventually gets the wicket. I mean, fantastic bit of seam bowling to get Cameron Green. He didn't really stand a chance with that ball that kind of seamed right next to his foot and hit his pad for an LBW. Also, umpires today, pretty tragic. But anyway, 
move on from that. Uh, let's talk about a man who has received a lot of criticism on this podcast. I think you already know who I'm talking about. Johnny Bairstow. What a catch that was to get Mitchell that... Marsh, I think. Mitchell Marsh, was it? Was that the catch? Yeah, I think it was. Yes, uh, that will do his confidence a world of good. Uh, I think he was kind of shifting his momentum onto his, I think it was his left, dives to his right. I mean, he was. you could see the elation on his face when he took that catch. Yes, he's come under a bit of uh, scrutiny. We, we, we do know he is a, he's a decent um, wicketkeeper, very good batsman. He's not folk standard when it comes to keeping, but he's just been a bit rusty this series, and that will certainly help him throughout the throughout the rest of the series and hopefully that continues to his batting as well as his keeping fingers yeah, crossed you mentioned before the before we start recording that england are going to play very baseball style batting extra baseball i think is what you said and if anyone apart from ben stokes is capable of doing that it is johnny bairstow he can blast 100 pretty fast if he wants to so hopefully that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean remiss to not talk about uh, Australia's batting because it was a bit of a weird day for them at the crease. A lot of ins and a lot of not pushing on. Warner, Labashane, Smith, Head and Marsh all pushing past 30 but not getting past 60. Only Marsh and Labashane making 50s. I mean, we can go through them. Labashane really should have been hitting that shot that Moeen Ali bowled and he just missed it, didn't he? Yeah, um... Yeah, interest, interesting from them. I think, as as I said, they'll be a bit disappointed um, with being two two ninety nine for eight on a pitch that was pretty good. Didn't offer a huge amount of movement, just a little bit. Um, I was saying, we were saying off um, before we started recording that I actually thought it was possibly the wrong decision to put Australia into bat from Ben Stokes with the weather forecasts um, as it as it is going to possibly be. Fingers crossed that it's not. Um, but he's turned out to call me a fool and say that I'm completely wrong as usual. But um, <laughs> oh, it's um, yeah. I think I I think they'll be a, a bit disappointed. A lot of starts. Uh, there was a certain period when Smith and Labashane were going, and you were thinking, oh god, here we go, two hundred run partnership, whatever it may be. But yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I think that tells to England's bowlers as well. You've you've got to give them credit. Um, toiling away. At their certain plans to specific, uh, to specific batsmen, but yeah, I th- yeah I think a lot yeah a lot of credit's got to go to the England bowlers, but I think Australia will be a bit disappointed with their batting performance. I think the the Labuschagne one in particular, he probably should be he'll probably should will kick himself that he didn't get didn't defend that properly. But I think um, the pitch did spin. That did help Moinus in particular with that wicket. And I think there was another, I think it was Mitchell Marsh later in the day where I, on live um, TV, I thought it was out. But obviously it was, uh, there was a point where I think it was missing leg. So that showed the spin that there was on that pitch, even uh, on day one. So, yeah. Australia without a spinner as well. I mean, Steve Smith did get a very good ball from Mark Wood. That was a classic Mark Wood uh, ripper. Travis Head threw his wicket away. Doing what I would describe as England batting, hooking a ball with a with a player out on the out on the hook and getting caught out. Surprise, surprise! When you try and go for a six, <laughs> and the, you hook the ball straight to the boundary, and there's a player stood there, you get out. That's kind of what happens. Uh, but it should be an interesting, interesting couple of days. Hopefully, more than two. I think we'll definitely get some play 
uh, we'll get a lot of play tomorrow and hopefully some on Friday. So maybe we'll see how the test match is set. But the timer has gone slightly over. So we'll end it here. Thank you very much, George, for joining us. And thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.